Welcome to the Covering Ground podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Wheeler. All my friends call me Wheels, so you can too. And I'm so excited to share this with you. This podcast explores the psychology of action versus inaction, why some people can set goals and achieve them while others can't, and how to start even if you don't know where to begin. You'll be hearing from people at all stages of their journeys, from entrepreneurs just starting out to artists who've achieved unparalleled success. I'll be sharing ideas on how to manage resistance, procrastination, environment, and energy to help you take the steps necessary to get to where you want to be. I'll also be sharing my own journey and the messy behind-the-scenes process you don't always get to see. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get started and cover some ground. A quick note before the show starts. I am a cis, white, neurotypical woman. This episode is a reflection of my experience and not the reflection of those who don't share those same qualities. You should absolutely seek out people with different identifying qualities and experiences to get a broader range of the topic I'm talking about today. Welcome to the Covering Ground podcast. I am excited to dive right in today because May is a mental health awareness month. And if you know anything about me, you know I'm a huge advocate for mental health and all that comes with it. And today we are diving into anxiety and if anxiety is your main operating system. And by that, I mean the system in which your body, mind, and emotions run. And when we think of anxiety, we tend to think of it on a very severe level. So it's like people who struggle like myself with anxiety. What we don't always think about is that it's totally a normal emotion and it's just our brain's way of reacting to stress and alerting us of potential danger ahead, right? And in normal situations that constitute anxiety, our body does exactly what it's supposed to. It's when we kick into overdrive in situations that don't constitute our overreaction, our fears, our excessive worries, that it gets to become problematic. And what I want to share today is something I know all too well, and that is productivity anxiety. Looking back over the past five or 10 years of my own anxiety, I've realized that 99% of it is productivity anxiety. And that's the feeling that I'm never doing enough. It doesn't matter how many hours a day I work. It doesn't matter how much I get done. I never ever quench that productivity thirst. And so I keep going in that vicious cycle of doing. And this was so bad for so long that I couldn't even take a rest day like on a day off. I essentially worked seven days a week for literally like 15 years because on Saturday or Sunday when I wasn't like doing my job, it gave me opportunities to catch up or have a day off so I could do more work on some of the other things that I wanted to do. And even when I tried, the feelings of anxiety and like I am not living up to my potential and I'm being left behind were so overpowering that I couldn't actually do it. And it got so bad at one point that my wife, who was a freaking saint and I were having a conversation and she was like, don't you just want to wake up on a Saturday morning and take a walk and go get coffee with me and just like enjoy the morning? And I literally was like, no, I don't want that at all. What I want to do is like get up and work on the things that I should be working on. And it really started to affect my relationship. But not only that, I was just kind of a miserable person because I couldn't actually rest and recover and have downtime to fill up my tank and to even consider a partner in my life. I was so focused on doing, 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 that it was like I couldn't even think about anything else. And not only that, when I did have times when I was hanging out with my friends 
or going to see a show or doing something that should have been enjoyable. I couldn't even be present for that and enjoy it because I was thinking about all the things that I wasn't doing. And it sucked. And I'm sure it was kind of offensive and I wasn't fun to be around. My whole life was based on output and staying busy and doing because I thought by doing more, I was getting closer to achieving my dreams. And if I was getting closer to achieving my dreams, then I was getting closer to success. And if I was getting closer to success, then I'd be getting closer to some financial place that I thought was enough. And if I was getting closer to a financial place that I thought was enough, I thought maybe I would have the feelings that you would when you get there. And those feelings for me were happiness, freedom, security, And I guess status, also I could get to the end of my life without having these feelings of, I didn't reach my potential, I didn't do enough, I could have done these other things, and I don't wanna get to the end of my life and not be enough. Like, I wanna be enough, I wanna be enough, I wanna be enough. And so to control that feeling, I was productive. But my whole life was based on that operating system. I tied myself worth to my output, and the only way I could deal with the anxiety or try to satiate that in some way was to work more. And the fucked up part is in our society, we are praised for being busy. It's like, oh, this person's so busy. They must be doing something. They must be going somewhere. Or they can't come to the show because they're so busy. They must be important. We think getting to a certain level of success or notoriety or achievement in our lives will mean that we are finally happy and we're finally secure and we're finally loved and we're finally respected. And I'll tell you what, I've had the opportunity to train some people literally at the top of their game. I have worked with business owners who have had super successful businesses, like top CEOs. I've worked with some of the most famous artists in the world, people who have Tony Awards and Emmy Awards and Grammy Awards and Oscars. And some of those people are miserable. They've taken their whole lives to get to the top, only to not feel differently when they get there. So here are a few examples of struggling with productivity anxiety. One is you struggle to sleep or to take downtime. If your mind is constantly racing, if you can't sit still or just sit down and breathe for a second, or if you feel guilty about taking a pause because you're not getting things done, that could be part of it. If you feel like you've never done enough or are doing enough, that's part of productivity anxiety. If you do things to make you feel like you're in control, which can be controlling your time, so you are scheduled out to the T, you always have a to-do list, you always have a calendar. If there are gaps in the calendar, you fill it in with something that you know you can control. Another thing people like to do is control their food, and that can go several different ways. Sometimes it's overdoing it, sometimes it's way underdoing it. Fitness is another thing that makes you feel in control. I've seen people in their most vulnerable moments in their life or in situations where they don't feel like they have control, decide they're going to run marathons because they might not be able to control their situation, but what they can control is training for a race and how they schedule their runtime. Another one is that your self-worth and achievements are tied. And that could be as simple as checking off all your to-do list things or crushing a project at work or being a high achiever performer in some way because your self-worth is related to output and outcomes, so you're constantly striving to achieve something. Another one is setting unrealistic goals, because if we give ourselves a massive goal, it keeps us in a state of productivity anxiety, because there will always be more to do. And I'm just gonna say it, if you are someone who struggles with productivity anxiety, like me, it feels comfortable. It's an easy place to live, because you can always do more. Now, are you miserable a lot of the time? Yes, but if that's what your body knows, that's where it goes. And even if it feels shitty, knowing what to expect feels good because you might not know what it feels like to not have productive anxiety 
What would it feel like if you could actually just sit down and rest? What would it feel like if you could be present with your friends? What would it feel like for productivity anxiety to not be your prime motivator? So what's been helpful for me in this one is recognizing that productivity anxiety is my operating system and that is comfortable for me. And honestly, for so long, I thought that if I didn't have anxiety or if I didn't use anxiety to get stuff done, then I wouldn't get stuff done. Like the reason that I was productive is because I had anxiety when that's not actually the case. So one was realizing that this was happening in my life. Number two is determining what I actually want. And when it comes down to what we actually want, whether it's success or, you know, money or fame, we really want the feeling that we think that thing is going to give us. So if what I'm trying to get to is happiness, security, and freedom, what do those things look like for me? Happiness would be spending more time with the people that I love and getting to do the things I want to do with them on my own time. And you know what's so funny? Part of that is quality time with my wife which could look like getting up on a weekend morning, going for a walk, getting a coffee and spending time outside, which I could be doing right now. I don't have to wait for success or wait for the certain point to find that happiness. I'm denying myself that happiness because I think I need to suffer and struggle and get to a certain spot before I can feel those things. When that's not true, I can get up tomorrow and do that with her. The poet Ruby Kaur has a line that says, I put off everything that won't bring me closer to my dreams as if the things I'm putting off are not the dreams themselves. And I know I definitely do that. If you really dig down to the core of why you're doing something, this productivity, anxiety, what's it all for? Where are you going? Where are you trying to get to? If you find yourself at feelings you are denying yourself right now and putting them off until you earn them, until you have won them, until you've struggled enough that you feel like you deserve them, that's something to look into. For so long, I wouldn't allow myself to feel happiness or to feel freedom or to feel security because I didn't think I was working hard enough to earn those things when really they're all just a state of mind that we get to make up. And now I'm not saying this is all our faults by any means. Society has made us this way. We live in an environment, in a country, in a world that is all about more, 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 bigger, better, faster. It's all a race to the top. You bulldoze past anybody that's trying to get in your way. And our main goal in life is to be the best. But who made that up? And do we have to go along with it? I don't know. It's something that is very much still a work in progress for me. It's something that I'm still thinking about a lot. But I am starting to notice the things that I'm filling my time with to feel busy and productive and recognize that maybe they're not getting me any closer to my dreams or ambitions or goals. And maybe they're in fact taking away from some of my happiness and the things that are right in front of me right now. And I'm not saying at all, like, don't shoot for the stars, like follow your dreams, do stuff, right? Be proud of yourself, but don't deny yourself the good feelings along the way because you think you haven't earned them yet. Now, I know I talked exclusively about productivity anxiety in this episode. I do want to say, I know this is like a very selective part of anxiety. There are so many other types of anxiety. And while I think productivity anxiety is a lot of societal pressure that we respond to and put on ourselves, general anxiety disorder is a very real chemical imbalance in the brain. I've shared before that I'm on medication for anxiety and depression, and I have a therapist that is super helpful. Something that I heard my friend say this weekend, and it was in relation to going into labor, but I was like, oh, this is mental health as well. And she was referring to an epidural. And the doctor said, if you're in pain, like we can deal with that. If you're suffering, then it's time to do it. 
And I was like, oh shit, that is mental health. And obviously like an epidural is numbing you physically. But in my experience, getting on medication did not numb me at all. In fact, it just made everything that I already do in life better. So if you're past the point of pain and you're onto suffering, please, please talk to a professional. I'm in no way affiliated with this app, but there is an app called Headway that I'll link in the show notes that allows people to search for therapists and social workers at a very, very reasonable price. If you have some kind of health insurance and you can link it with them, it makes sessions much more cost effective. And I know in New York City, like sometimes you're paying $200, $250 for one hour. And most of the time it's like 50 minutes. And this makes it way more doable. Like it's way more accessible than most therapy. And there are doctors and licensed social workers. It's not like Joe Schmo off the street. These are licensed people to help. Just know if you struggle with anxiety, you are not alone at all, at all. And the more we talk about it and the less taboo we make it and the more accessible we make it, the more help people can get. Thank you so much for listening. I know this is a big topic that affects so many people and it's so important that we talk about it. Remember, all work and no play definitely makes Jack a doll boy. And you don't want to blink and have 20 years go by and realize that you could have had the feelings that you were seeking the whole time. Keep being introspective, my friends, and cover some ground. 